0: The We Are Dog Nation podcast opinions and reports are not those of the University of Georgia. This is not an official podcast of UGA, at least not yet. This is the We Are Dog Nation podcast. I'm your host, Nation, and that is short for Dog Nation. And our dolls take the field, baby, yesterday in Athens, Georgia, and curb stomp those little volunteers from Knoxville, Tennessee, 38 to 12 on Herschel Walker Day who was in attendance. The big time Bulldog himself. And who else was in attendance? The Nature Boy. Woo! Ric Flair. The 16-time world heavyweight champion himself with this wear well cheering on them dogs as our dogs improved to 5-0 to remain undefeated on the season in a crazy start to a game i don't think i've ever seen a crazy start like that isaac Nada get beat on a pass rush the tennessee defender makes jake frown fumble ball pops right into isaac Nada hands his biggest player of the season Picks up the ball 40 yards down the field. Scores a touchdown. I start laughing because you know what? The way Tennessee's season is going, (coughs) only them. This could only happen to them. And to make things crazier, on the next two possessions, they have three of the same penalties called on fourth down. I mean, I didn't think they had a chance to win that game anyway, but there was any signs that that game was going downhill for Tennessee? Well, hey. That was it. But I got to back up for a second because something is really irking me and getting on my nerves. I don't know what's going on with these announcers. I mean, you would think with all the information you have, with the depth chart in front of you, with the roster in front of you, you would think by some of them guys covering University of Georgia football for multiple years, covering the same player, covering the same the next game back-to-back, that you would get the name right. They call Isaac Nada, Eric Nada, Eric, Eric Nada for the touchdown. I posted on Twitter, "Who in the world is Eric Nada?" A few weeks ago, they said Miko Cole for the touchdown. No, that's not his name. His name is Nicole Harmon. And then the dumbest thing I heard was Kirby Smart. Come on, who don't know this man's name? They called him Kirby Smith. I mean, I mean, look, I don't have a degree in journalism. I don't have any type of formal training in broadcasting. But you and I know how to at least memorize who I'm talking about. They really got to get together. That was just really, that, that's just really crazy. I'm about to write CBS or whoever I got to write, Fox, don't matter. Whoever I got to write, this got to stop. Anyway, moving along to the running game. I'm still looking to run the game like I'm ready to be a little more explosive. You know, still, you know, still dealing with the loss of Nick Chubb and Sonny Michelle. And then I came across the stat. Last year, in 2017, running back by committee, it was 248 carries with 1,151 yards, 4.4 yards per carry, and 13 touchdowns through five games. This year, through five games... 210 rushing yards twenty two two hundred ten rushes for twelve hundred and fifty two rushing yards, six yards carry, and thirteen touchdowns by committee. That's a hundred and one more rushing yards this time last year. So you know what? I had to step back and look and think for a second, hold on. Between Holyfield, Harrien, James Cook, and DeAndre Swift was still nursing a groin injury. I really hope the young man heals up so you can see the full effect what he can do later on this year. We're still doing pretty good. And then I also had to remember last year, I mean, the offensive line is, is constantly evolving. It's constant comp- competition. It wasn't until later on last year, like halfway through the season, where big man Cleveland ended up starting. He didn't start in the first part of the season. So you still got some guys who, who had came in, in the springtime, and some guys who came in during the fall workouts who are still growing, who are still working on playing time. Guys like Jamari Sawyer, who just got there in June for the summer and fall workouts, who was the number one guard in the country. You got guys like Trey Hill, who's number two guard in the country, who was there in the springtime, but this guys is just constantly growing and maturing. So the offensive line is constantly evolving, constant competition. And so I run a game, I just expect to get better and better by the week. Especially now, with inputting Justin Fields, putting Justin Fields in the game and running the run, the, the run pass option, really makes the defense respect the quarterback and both running back. Because you know what? I don't know they don't know if they're going to the ball to Holyfield as well, or not. Justin Fields going to take that ball and go for a touchdown, which he did on twice on yesterday. So that really changes up the game. That really that really opened up that whole for the runbacks to run through because you don't know what Justin's going to do. Will he give it to Swift? Will he give it to Holyfield? Will he give it to Herring? Or will he fake it, take off down the sideline, run somebody over, outrun somebody, and score, score that TD? Hey, don't know. So that really kind of opens my, my offense to another dimension with Phil's back there taking those snaps. But don't get me wrong. Although Justin Fields, he runs a 4 5, forty. for those guys who don't know about him, uh, he's faster than most running backs. He was the number one recruit in the country come out of high school um, out of Kennesaw, Georgia. But that kid has a serious arm, too. Matter of fact, I'm not trying to compare, but his arm strength is stronger than a Jake Fromm. So we have a really good, good problem at quarterback with two really great quarterbacks to choose from and play. And you know what? That's really going to give a lot of defense coordinators some nightmares because they don't know how to quite prepare for who and what's coming. So coming up next, I'm up, up against a break. I want to get into a little more of this Jake Fromm and Justin Fields com- uh, conversation. It's a little division trying to that's kind of brewing in the Dog Nation uh, family here, so to speak. Um, we're kind of getting that tapping in that. My response is simple to uh, taking sides. Take the side of Kirby Smart. Trust that man. I trust Kirby. He has a plan. So I want to kind of touch on that next. And I also want to touch on the defense how well they got, these guys are doing, how much they're improving. Um, talk about Tyson Campbell a little bit. And give up my game ball. So don't go anywhere. Up against the break. Coming right back. Go, dogs. Okay, so part two with the curve-stomping of those volunteers. I want to focus on the defense for a second. This defense is really getting better by the week. And I know I keep talking about DeAndre Baker a lot, but this young man has really turned himself into Baker, Baker Island. He, I, did a, I pulled up a mock draft earlier this week. He's projected to be the fourth or fifth overall pick in next spring's NFL draft. And then you got Tyson Campbell, who is the true freshman, the number two cornerback in the country come out of high school in 2018, who many said, who thought he was really the number one cornerback, but the number one cornerback in the country was Patrick Sertain, who committed to Alabama, but you no, know, he's Patrick Sertain Jr. So I think a lot of people are saying that he got a lot of height because of his name and who his dad was. But regardless, this young man is really balling out. The secondary is the best it's been in a very long time. These linebackers are aggressive. The D-line are aggressive. This defense is just really getting better and better by the week. And so I'm really excited to see their growth and their, and their progress. But getting on to the Jake Fromm and Justin Fields thing. Some people say, you know, they want Jake Fromm to be the starter. Some people say they want Justin Fields to be the starter. And I kind of, you know, had to sit back for a moment, kind of had to get my thoughts together and give my opinion about it. But here's my opinion. It's plain and simple. It comes down to this, I'll remind of something. Who I want to play at that point in time, whoever Kirby decides. I I trust Kirby. I'm going to sit back, relax, and let Kirby do his thing. And I really think it comes down to scheme. And one thing that the players are saying about them, that they complement each other. So you got two great quarterbacks that feed off each other. And so it really comes down to the scheme, what's going on. Because you look, all roads point to us being undefeated. God willing, undefeated, facing Alabama in the SEC championship game. and They'll be probably undefeated. And so it all points to a showdown in December between us two. Now, historically, Alabama has had a problem with scrambling quarterbacks. Johnny Manziel gave them problems and Deshaun Watson gave them problems. Deshaun Watson, two years in a row in both of those championship games, threw for 400 yards and, and ran for 100 yards. Justin Fields is nothing more but a bigger, stronger, faster uh, Deshaun Watson, and that kid can really throw that rock. And so, I really believe whoever got the hot hand will fit the scheme the best. I would not be surprised to see Justin Fields a little more playing time against Alabama coming up coming up in December. God, God willing, we make which I do believe we will against Alabama to help give it an edge. I say that because I say this because of this something that Kirby Smart said back in this past April at a golf tournament. And, you know, he was kind of getting helped by one of the, one of the uh, Alabama fans who was screaming second at 26, and Kirby's turned to him and said, you know what, we, were, we will remember those. And something he said, he said, I'm not getting beat by Bama twice. Now, some of you may say, well, you know, he said it because he believes in himself, he believes in the team. But I see something a little bit different. This is based off Kirby Smart track record. Okay, so number 13 on defense is a guy named Jonathan Ledbetter. Jonathan Ledbetter come out of, high, come out of Tucker High School, first committed to Alabama. Then he made the decision to, to, flip, to flip and play at Jordan. At that time, Kirby told him, while he was still Alabama coaching their defense, before your career is over, I'm going to coach you at UGA. This is going on. Jonathan the third year a Kirby, a Kirby coaching him. He also said to Michael Parsons, who won the top five-star defense in the country coming out of high school for 2018, he told him last summer in 2017 that we're going to, that Georgia's going to bounce back this year and win the SEC. Now he said that knowing full well there was a chance for us to play Bama. She didn't. We, I don't care. Nobody's scared of Bama, but he said that, knowing full well who he possibly could be playing. Now we bounced back. We won the SEC, and so now he's saying we're not getting beat by Bama twice. I think there's more to it than I'm just confident what we're doing. I think he just he knows something. He knows the angle. Kirby is extremely smart. He's extremely passionate. He knows a lot about this game. I said before in the last podcast one of my last podcasts uh, way back, uh, who is Kirby Smart. I found out the relationship between Nick Saban and Kirby Smart was not all about him being mentored by Nick. Although he learned stuff from Nick. But also, Nick Saban learned some stuff from Kirby Smart because Kirby knows a lot of football. So I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to relax. Show to these games. I'm not going to try to pick sides and say who should be starting. Whoever Kirby Smart decides you're going into the game, you're going to play, that's what I'm rolling with. I'm rolling with the big dog. I'm rolling with all my dogs. All the dogs have great success. So, A little injury report uh, to a young man by Ryan Trouble Davis. That's his nickname, Ryan Trouble Davis. He's in high school right now. He's a top recruit. Unfortunately, he tore his ACL. But he's going to have surgery this week, get it taken care of. And right now, he's got his mindset on getting fast-tracked and getting stuff ready to get ready to come to Athens, Georgia. So he'll be ready probably by springtime to practice. If not, definitely by the summertime. He's a young man who will be a force to record with. He plays linebacker. So, shout out to Ryan Trouble Davis. Wish him a very speedy recovery. This week coming up, October 6th, Saturday, it is homecoming. And unfortunately for Vanderbilt, they're going to get curb stomped too. So, third curb stomping season is in full effect. And my prediction this week. Georgia, fifty-one, Vanderbilt six. There you got it. Like always, guys, great talking to you. Look forward to come back to you next week for another podcast. And all and as always, have a great Bulldog week and go dogs.